So Costa said he got $211.25 for jerking off guys behind the donut shop. Dude, we've already started the show. And I said, who gave you the quarter? And he said, every guy. <laughs> That's a Norm McDonald joke that he said on Stern. Did you hear him on no, Stern? No, I didn't hear that. Was, was this a new show? Is this a replay from earlier in the year? a replay from when he got in trouble talking to Variety. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, you know how slow he is telling jokes. Yeah. He said, yeah, I had this buddy. He was struggling, paying bills. So he was jerking off guys under the bridge. And he came back and he said, I made $371.25. And I said, who in the world gave you the quarter? And he said, every guy. (laughs) (laughs) And I go, that's so dumb. I'm trying to do the math in my head. Like so, I sent it to uh, I sent it to you and Steve Woods. But I feel like if you steal somebody's joke, you have yeah, to give them full a little credit. Bit of credit for yeah, it. while taking Mike out at the same time. You know what's what's funny is I reposted that show that we did. I reposted shows yesterday. Okay, that I've sat on my computer because the people that won it first and SD Fritz crying the blues, fucking guy. Hey, uh, you have to pay for it. Fuck off. Look. Here's the deal. It's relevant if you pay for it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you wait a week, some of the shit might not make any sense. I don't but, know this show's ever made sense. But, so especially if you're on a one week delay. So all of a sudden I repost the one or I post it for the first time. The one about us talking about 1090. So people are a little bit confused about 1090 going off there. Yeah. Well, we didn't break that story. That story no. was broken by the reader. The reader. Yeah, But wrote, then people thought you two stole it from us. That's what was even funnier. Yeah. All day long. Um, and then Kaplan and Allie and the whole group. I will. This is the other thing I love about this show. I love how you say something and I immediately take the hit for it. Yeah. Now, what's funny about that is for about 19 years and 10 months, it was the other way around. And you just took your beating. It's happened to me twice and I've lost my shit each time. <laughs> so here, here's kind of a to catch everybody up. There are two different leases owned by the people at the 1090 building. The first one is for 1700 and for 1057 they pay rent to guy number A. Let's say they pay that rent to Dave. Well, they stopped paying that rent to Dave and Dave took the properties back. So 1700 is now Spanish radio and I will say this, 1057 has never sounded better. <laughs> I had 105.7 on today. What are they playing? They're playing 80s music. The same same format. Same format, better songs. None of that Culture Club shit. <laughs> right? They were playing uh, I Will Follow. They had yeah. Simple Minds. They had Scorpions on today. They had all kinds of good okay. shit. Yeah, a little bit of English beat fucked it up. <laughs> it was on a pretty good run. Um, But then 1090 pays rent. For the 1090 signal in our situation to Jeff. Well, like we said, they've stopped paying Dave, but apparently they've done enough with Jeff to keep 1090. The reader was the one who originally wrote whatever it's been 10 days ago. They're the ones who broke the story. I don't listen to 1700. I don't listen to 1057. I had no fucking idea either one of them had happened. But it was kind of ironic that the guys who own the sports station in San Diego... 
were not paying fucking rent for one of their properties. That's a big deal. And anybody in that building that has their feelings hurt because we said that, then you're lying to yourself. And I say yeah. that to Allie, I say it to Cap, I say it to Darren or anybody else. If you look at that and say, you know what, the guys who signed my check have given up on 1700 or 1057 but hey, let's go golfing, and you know what, maybe I'll go out and buy a new Tesla. <laughs> then you're out of your fucking mind. You have to be looking around, and no matter what Mike Lickenhouse says or anybody else says, there's also what we have learned in 20 years, challenges when you are dealing with business entities in Mexico. Shit that I don't understand. The guy who apparently was legendary at it was John Lynch. And you can write your own punchline. I've never met John Lynch in my life. Can't tell you one thing about him. But plenty of you have opinions on him. All we did was say what has happened. 1700s off the year. 105.7 music has improved 10,000% since they took controls away from fucking Mike Shepard. Yeah. But if you're in the building... And they'd say, hey, we're good. We feel good. Awesome. I said on this show two weeks ago, it's my belief cooler heads will prevail and 1090 will go on. I, maybe if you get rid of a car payment, it's easier to make your rent payment. I have no idea what the finance is. But they weren't are. making any payments. Hey. That's the whole deal. They weren't making their payments. Well, on those two. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, they, so it's like, but they're still on the air with 1090. I know, but you can't use the line if you get rid of the car payment. It's easier to pay your mortgage. They weren't making the car payment. Well, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I don't know. It sounded good coming out. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know what's going on. Yeah. But, I, I, I'm not claiming to know what's going on either. We said, look, we said this before. We aren't rooting for that to happen no. at all. We but know I, people that work over there. We know how it goes. But I would also say that people that are reporting the demise of it are not outsiders. They have a vested interest in seeing that station's demise. That's why I have not asked questions about it. Tom Krasvick, who wrote the article in the UT, called and asked me for a quote and asked for background on it. I said, Kras, I don't know anything. I don't work there. I haven't been there in six years in that building. Yeah. And I said, the only thing that I do know is what I was told at the time, which is it can be a slippery slope dealing with entities in Mexico. You and I worked for a guy yeah, on ESPN 800. It was a fucking joke. But that's all I know. But then, every, yeah, I, and I know Cap's fucking around. Everybody's lost, as Scott wrote tonight. What happened to everybody's sense of humor? Yeah. Nobody gets it. No, it's funny. The two guys that we're, and we're close with, obviously, Darren. Yeah. But we're, we're very close with those three guys. Kaplan laughed about the whole thing. Yeah. Woods, Woods, who's not even, I think, even in the state, was laughing his ass off about the whole thing. It was we, we, No yeah. way would we actually yeah. make fun of somebody losing a job, let alone a friend. Yeah, so, um, so that's it. But I don't have any idea what's going on. Yeah. I did think it was weird, and I, it's probably just Kaplan being Kaplan. But him filming the studio from his last show, I go, fuck, that, that's a good cliffhanger right there. As he walked out last week, he's like, hey, here it goes. Been a hell of a ride. And I go, this son of a bitch. He gets it. He gets it. But again, I will say again tonight, I believe ultimately that it makes more sense for both parties to keep 1090 there. I couldn't tell you one reason why it makes sense to keep renting the 1700 signal. And 105.7 did. They were kind of in the middle of the mix. I have no idea what their budget's like. But I would try to find a way... I think from the tent from the 
transmitter site, Dave. Yeah. It makes sense to keep doing business with with American. And from 1090's standpoint, hopefully you can find the number. But what those numbers are, I wouldn't have the slightest idea. I wonder if 1700 is one that you have to take. Because nobody listens to 1700. Well, you probably had to take it for 105.7. I mean, is it one of those, your, your backup to run... You know, sporting events at the time. I mean, kind of strange. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what you do with the gulls or Are the USD. gulls on seventeen hundred. Yeah, I told you last week. Ray Lucia got. I knew Ray Lucia. It was the only thing I heard. Fucking Ray's got kicked in his little nuts more than we did. <laughs> hey, Merry Christmas, Ray. Why don't you take the next four weeks off? <laughs> Shit. Shit. Yeah, I don't know. I never knew Ray either. I didn't know Ray. Oh, fucking great guy. He was a he was a KFMB guy then before you got there. Yeah. Oh, he's fucking great. Lucia's a champ. Yeah, no, I was at KFMB when Ray was there. I just never met Ray. Um, it's funny, Dave. I don't know face to face that I ever met him, but I talked to him every day on the phone. On the phone. Oh, that's funny. every day. Fucking great guy, man. Really, really good dude. Yeah. So yeah, I maybe just, he'll buy time here. He won't. If he does, a fucking podcast will be done. It will be the it's a death. Yeah, him and Mark Larson. <laughs> Two nice guys. Keep them the fuck away <laughs> from the Dave and Jeff checkbook. Uh, that was that. Uh, you went. We're, we're not going to be here long tonight. It's funny. I, we weren't supposed to do a show tonight. We just kind of want to do a show. Because we there was here, so much going on. We weren't going to do anything. Remember we said this was our last show of the, of the year, basically, outside of one we're going to do with some listeners. Oh, th- oh, that's true. I even asked that? your prediction on the Alabama, Oklahoma, and all that shit. Remember that? Is that show coming up this Sunday night with the listeners? It's supposed to be. All right, that's fine. I'll be here for that. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> yeah, what I forgot we were bringing listeners in. Well, God we haven't damn. exactly confirmed the list. You said 10, and I keep looking around this garage and going, there's room for like five people to sit down. Yeah, to a couple of you are going to have to stand on your hands. <laughs> I'll bring Jack and Kate down here, too. Oh, my be God. Great. Where's everybody going to sit? Who gives a fuck? On Leisure's lap, all of a sudden gets uncomfortable. Little fucking pup tent. Um, I want to ask you because I was in L.A. I went to L.A. Friday night. Okay. And I was in L.A. Saturday for the Charger Raven game. Now, I thought it looked cool on TV. It's yeah. funny they didn't show it down here. It was shown on Channel 7 up there. The game wasn't on TV here? NFL Network, but according to... Really? Carlo Cicchetto wrote that no local station picked it up. Um, but you got a chance to see Eric Weddle afterwards. You couldn't have seen more fucking bored in the video that showed up on social media. Oh, I didn't see it. Yeah, as poor Eric's talking, you're just fucking looking around at everything but him. Really taking care of our buddy. You're just like, fuck. Is that right? Who yeah. the hell filmed that? Was it just some other station? Watch it. Look how fucking oh, bored you oh, are. Oh, I it's am. A good- I just won out. So, yeah. Holding your mic up. You're no, like, I didn't have a mic. I was even having a mic in my hand. I just had to get him on the phone for ESPN. God, the poor guy's just speaking from the heart about playing his former team. Yeah. And you just look well, like he might as well be fucking Charlie Brown's teacher. Oh, my I God. I was so upset. <laughs> so, okay, real quick. So, we drive up there for that game. And I've told yeah. you before, I've been to every game up there so far just because it's work. Yeah. I've never hit traffic going up or going back. I hit major traffic going up for the, for oh, the yeah. evening game. Took about three hours to get there. Because it's Christmas weekend, too. Yeah, it's Christmas weekend. It's just, I was like, whatever. And I still had the ability to go in the carpool lane because Josh was with me. Yeah. 
So we, we go to the game. Josh uh, sits in the stands with Sean Walchef. Front row seats. Had a great time. Um, I don't think we're getting seats where Sean sits, by the way. No. Because Josh says all the action was on the other side of the field the whole night. Yeah, no. Well, I've already got taken care okay. of. <laughs> so, so we, uh, we, we, we go to the game, and it's funny. Is he, Josh texts me. goes, I'm with Colin Coward right now. Yeah. And he thought that was cool. He talked to Colin Coward a little bit, and... Then Colin Coward actually comes up, and he's right next to me for like 30, 40 minutes. And I said, okay. well, Colin Coward's next to me right now. And he, Colin Coward, we've seen him in public before, like yeah. at Super Bowls and stuff. He's one of those guys, like most, doesn't want to be bothered. He looked like he had the time of his life. And then he sits yeah. in the stands with Gottlieb. And Gottlieb, really? yeah, Gottlieb's a huge Charger fan, and they he sat with him, and he sat in the stands the majority of the game. But um, for him, Josh thought that was cool. Going to see the Chargers was cool. Big Rivers guy, big yeah. Derwin James fan. I even yeah. said to him, I, go, I know you don't buy jerseys, but if you bought a jersey, who would you buy? He goes, Derwin James would be my guy. Loves Derwin James. So um, they're, they're playing the, the Ravens, and, and the strange thing is you and I obviously know Weddle really well. Mm -hmm. We know Tony Jefferson well yeah. because Tony's been on the show and played high school football at Eastlake with Josh. But there were seven guys in that Ravens locker room that Josh played with, either oh, wow. in college or high school. It was kind of weird. So when I walked into the locker room, and first before I, I actually walk right in, I'm the first guy in line to walk into that locker room. Weddle comes running off the uh, off the field. He's the last one because he went on NFL Network, sat mm -hmm. at the desk. And he comes in, and, and right when he's about to pass me, he stops, and he gives me a big hug. You nice. know, And I told you, you know, Jeff told him what happened to Jake. And him and I communicated. Couldn't have been nicer. Of course, he was great with our charity, with his jersey mm -hmm. and everything else. So I'm, I'm waiting for him to do his thing. And I'm talking to Tony Jefferson in the meantime and a couple other guys. And by the time Weddle was done, I would just – I said, told everyone else, you guys go because I want to talk to him afterwards. Mm -hmm. So I let every other media member go first. He would have gone to ESPN first if I asked him to. Yeah. But I wanted to have a personal conversation with him. So – he was, man, absolutely fantastic, just like he always is. Gave him a Dave and Jeff shirt from the from, yeah. the, from the charity. Last he, one. He was all excited about it. And um, probably still left at the fucking locker. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, but he, he was cool as can be, man. Give me a big hug, you know. Yeah. Love you, thinking of you. You know, just, he's, a, he's a good dude, he's just like he man. was here. Wish he was still here. And yeah. then, uh, and I mean here, I mean Southern California. Yeah. And that was it. It was it was really cool to uh, to see him though and and experience the game. It was a shame, I, honestly. I know a lot of people hate the Chargers all the way through, but if you love Antonio Gates, as yeah. proud to say, wore a Charger uniform. The last play Antonio Gates has in, on in a Charger uniform in front of a crowd that is basically Charger fans. It was it was really was a big Charger crowd. Okay, um, he fumbled the ball, cost him wow. the game. They were driving to win that game, and he fumbles the ball and. They pick it up and run it all the way back. Final score, 22-10 Ravens, and you can blame Antonio Gates for the problem. Well, what's funny, and while I'll thank Antonio Gates, is because the Chargers emailed me twice a fucking day <laughs> last week. Hey, you better hurry and get your tickets. I'm like, calm the fuck down. He said, you better hurry. Yeah, you yeah. better hurry. There's tickets going quick. 78,000 left. All I know is fucking the, uh, the – Ravens kicked him right in the ass, and those emails stopped. So I appreciate Antonio <laughs> Gates uh, getting that shit taken care of. Um, Dave, Saturday night, I went out to Pasadena. So while you were there at the game. You were I, Jan and Dean. You know what's funny? I took my sons, and we played little old lady <laughs> really? from Pasadena going up and down Colorado Boulevard. And they were like, they're all confused, right? Because yeah. uh, we play music all the time on these trips. Is this the Beach Boys? 
I go, these fucking guys wish they were the Beach Boys. Dude, I used to ask my mom the same questions. Yeah, they That's all really sound funny the same. That you said that. I thought they were the same people, too. I'm like, God damn. I go, Richard Hatch is more famous than these guys. <laughs> but I took my sons, and I said, look, we're going to go out to the Rose Bowl. We went out to the Rose Bowl. And, I, Dave, I haven't been in Pasadena, I bet, in 25 years. Uh, the last time I was there was when Cade McNown played Peyton Manning. Not true. You were there in 2008 when Tennessee played UCLA, and Pat Summit and Isaiah Thomas were like sitting next to us. Do you we remember went that year too? We went. Remember, Bowlinger okay. rented the bus, yeah. and we all went up there. But I remember when we were there for Cade McNown. Yeah. That, I wasn't at that one. That was the first time you went, and then okay. we went again with Costa, you, me, no L- shit, yeah, Lo, okay. the whole deal. I tell you, man, I loved it. Now this was the first time that we had kind of driven through the city of Pasadena. Which was fun, but just to go out to the grounds uh, was a blast. Yeah, and my son's running around. I got pictures of them with the Jackie Robinson statue. Oh, the that's whole cool. Deal. But um, I said to him, I go, look, man, this is a lot of history. They've been to the Coliseum. They've been to the Rose Bowl. Took some pictures out there, and I said, you know, what's cool is I said I'm going to be back here in May for the Stones concert, and I said when I walk in, I'm going to remember this night. I go, because I don't remember anything about the last times I was here. Because you know why, guys? Your dad was fucking wasted. He was fucked up. Mushrooms, black tar heroin. He was drinking uh, scotch. Oh, he was fucked up. He was here with Heidi Fleiss. It was great. I was here for, uh, with Flea. And I was here with that first blonde-haired guy on Real World who got in all the trouble that everybody hated. We just fucking hung out. Cops would come by. Hey, come down. Hey, fuck you. None of that happened. <laughs> I just don't remember because you just don't remember. I don't even know. We probably had two beers. That is so funny. That's it. Nothing happened. We behaved. Nobody said anything oh except excuse me. But uh, I loved it up there. It was great. And then Sunday, Beverly Center. I know L.A. sucks dick, right? L.A. is the worst. You go to Beverly Center right now. Yeah. Top floor, eighth floor, they've got uh, items from the Muhammad Ali Museum. So cool. his robe, uh, belts, championship rings, videos playing, the whole thing. We're the only three guys in there. Yeah. So I'm watching this video about Ali, and in the back corner, they have a heavy bag hanging, an Everlast heavy bag and oversized gloves. And it's an interactive thing where you can hit the heavy bag. Okay. And I said to my, I said to the guy working, young guy, I go, hey man, dude, turn him loose, have fun. So I'm watching this video. My son comes over to me, and goes, hey, how's it going? I go, it's good. I look at him, Dave. He is in a complete flop sweat. <laughs> I go, what's going on? He goes, ah, I'm hitting that bag. I go, well, get going. We got a long drive home. You got five more rounds to go. Come on, move it. Hands up. <laughs> so uh, I filmed him, and he was just like, you know, rapid punch Murphy. Yeah. No defense at all. Oh, boy. Terrible footwork. And then uh, I said, okay, well, let's see what your brother's got. He puts the gloves on his brothers, on his brother, and my son Jack starts. I said, Jesus Christ, look at Feather Fist Murphy here. <laughs> and his brother dies laughing. <laughs> I go, God dang. I go, you couldn't turn out a light switch right now. What are you doing? Why don't you get a little heat behind those punches, lazy elbows? And it was great. We just sat there trash-shocked everybody. Awesome. But if you're an Ali fan, I know we can't go to L.A. because it's awful. 
But to go there and see all that history and have my sons at yeah. 11 read about him, look at those kind of things, find an interest yeah. in him, uh, really great. Did you see any celebrities? Every time I'm in the Beverly Center, I see celebrities. So here was my Friday night. Okay. I did not see anything in uh, the Beverly Center, to the best of my knowledge. I used to see a new edition in there all the time. Uh, that's funny. So I saw Carmelo Anthony last time I was there, I think. I hadn't been there. Another place, yeah. Dave. You just you know, go in the Beverly Center, but I used to go. Friday night, we're driving, and I said to my sons, we're gonna. I'm going to take you to Beverly Hills because the lights on Wilshire and Rodeo this time of year are amazing. Yeah. And when you have all the buildings, you know, the high-end buildings all kind of try to outdo themselves with the Christmas lights. I said, it's really fun. So it's about <clears throat> 9.30 on Friday night. Streets are deserted. Yeah. Completely different two nights later when it was every tourist in town out at 10 o'clock. But on Friday night, completely empty. We're coming uh, north on Rodeo Drive. Yeah. And we get up, and I'm parked at a light, and I reach out my car, and I'm trying to take a couple of pictures of the light, just shooting it down. I was going to send it to Jack and Kate's mom. So I take one, I take two, you know, because your flash is going, all that bullshit. <laughs> And as I happen to look, there's a couple standing right in the middle of the intersection where the woman's taking a picture of the guy. Yeah. And I'm looking at the the clock on the crossing signal, and it's dropping down to eight, seven, six. And I'm like, well, I'm the only car here. But yeah. on a normal day, they get hit by a car. Yes. It gets to two and one, and they cut directly in front of my car. And I look at the woman. Dave, I'm pretty good at this fucking game. I look at the woman and I go, holy shit, that's Lady Gaga. Yeah. Like her facial feature. I said to my son, Jack, I go, she has a unique facial features. Her eyes. And my son goes, huge nose. <laughs> I go, Jesus Christ, try to be a little respectful. Yes. Okay. So I swing around and I go and I park. My son Cade's passed out because it's past 8 o'clock and he's a lightweight. <laughs> so I said, Jack, we come out and now Gaga and she's walking with a guy who I would... Bradley Cooper? No. I saw the movie. It was not Bradley Cooper. He's in rehab. Is he really? No, I mean the Oh, character. fucking from the movie. God dang, I'm sorry. I can't yeah. play my own game. Yeah. Um, this is where Jesus. This is where everything I have done in my life fucked me over. On Friday night. Everything. All you smart asses. Go ahead. That are sick of my shit. You got redemption on Friday night. Because I parked the car. I walk across the street with my son Jack. And Gaga's probably. I'm going to be really good here. She's 18 yards to our left. Not 15. Okay. A little more than 15. Not yeah. quite 20. I said to Jack. Go tell her. Oh, shit. Did she want to get a picture with her? He goes, I'm not doing that. You're setting me up. I go, I'm not setting you up. Go tell her. Now she's 22 yards yes. away. I go, go you tell her. Tell Mrs. Judge Judy almost got away? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I said, go tell her you want to get a picture. We're going to get a picture. And we're going to tell your mom she's an idiot for never going on these trips. He goes, there's not a chance I'm doing that. 
I know this is a joke, and I'm going to go ask her for a picture, and she's not going to be Lady Gaga, and then you're going to laugh at me. And I go, son of a bitch. This is like the boy who cried wolf. Yes. And he goes, we got to drive over there and see her again. I go, Jay, it's a one-way street. I got to circle back. He goes, I'm not going. There's no chance that's her. Half hour later, his brother, "Uh, what's up? I go, you're stupid brother back there. I go, I had an opportunity for the greatest Christmas card ever. And shy guy says, no, I'm not into it. What? Why didn't you wake me up? I go, why do you fall asleep at 715? Yeah. <laughs> <An> Archaeoleptic fuck. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you dick. <laughs> I would have done it. I go, well, you would have done it if it was one o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Walter Matthau, wake up. You're goddamn 11. And I just quietly hear his brother say, I don't think it's her. I go, I heard it. I heard what you said. I'm good at this game. And they just start laughing. No, you're not. They completely humbled me. Yeah. They embarrassed me. Yeah. And they, I just. It's a golden opportunity. So now. It was Linda Lavin when he got close, right? Right. So now I pull over and I realize that I have just taken, you know, four or five pictures. Yeah. Shooting down the street. So I look and son of a bitch, if there's not this couple are in the middle of this picture. So I have a Galaxy 8 Plus, most overrated phone on the market. (laughs) So I said, well, I'm going to do my best to kind of, you know, blow the picture up and we can see. You can see it's a woman with blonde hair. And I got that dick Aiden. Goes, you know what? He goes, that picture's horse shit. That might as well be Bob Dole. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it was a horse shit picture. I go, I wasn't was trying terrible. to take a picture of her. You fucking assholes. I was taking a picture <laughs> of the light. Picture was terrible. It's like the Zapruder film. It was. It was horrible. Yeah, I don't work for TMZ. I didn't see her coming. I didn't know it was her until she was in front of my car. Right now, they're just um, two dicks from Tustin. Yes. Wasting my time. I did the best I had. That's all I had, the resources. The show, there was a couple in the street. And I tell you what, I told Jack, I go, you know what? There's going to be a day when I'm going to think back on this, and I go, I'm going to drill you in the stomach. (laughs) I'm going to drill you really hard. And then I told him, I go, you know what? I'm probably not, because it's not going to. It was Mick Jagger. What the fuck do I care? Just Gaga. Watch, she's going to win an Academy Award. She probably will. Yeah. I'm going to tell Jack, yeah. there you go. You could have had a picture yeah. with her, dipshit. <laughs> there you go, dipshit. That's funny. <laughs> do you ever cuss at your kids? Oh, yeah. I have. I told you my, my worst moment as a dad. We're driving to Las Vegas, and they pissed me off at the same time. And I just. Yeah. How old are they? God dang. Um, Jake was probably four and Josh probably nine. Okay. And I just turned around. Now, were around. you really mad at him? Super mad. Okay. Put it this way. I was so mad that I took my cell phone and just turned it and threw it towards the back as hard as I could. Oh. I think I plucked Josh is what I did. Ah, yeah. And then me. after that phone came this. Guess what? There's no fucking Santa Claus. Right? Oh, Jesus. There's no fucking Easter Bunny. Oh, And there's Jesus. no Tooth Fairy. I just yelled all three out. And then I just faced forward. And then I looked to my right out of my eye and looked at my wife. Oh, she was, was in the car? Oh, she's fuming, dude. She, that was the maddest, I think, disappointed she's ever been in me as a father. Do you think, did you just, think she was going to put her cigarette out on you? 
wouldn't be the first time. Usually it's in the neck. But no, she was pissed, oh, man, yeah. that I did that. My wife yeah. loves Christmas. And then for me to sit there and yell all three of those yeah. out. Your mom like, buys everything. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Why do you think your goddamn bike pedals don't yeah. work? Because she's up all night putting your goddamn bikes together. That is like everything that makes her bad. Why do you think the yeah. chain falls off, okay? Yeah. Because she works in education. She doesn't work for goddamn... Floyd Landis. <laughs> Your mama's naps, napkins with swastikas on them. We just don't take them out. What? what? <laughs> just what? like, just like all of a sudden she's bar shot like the yeah. worst woman ever. But I like that you have her putting all the toys together while you sleep. Wee 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 wee. Yeah, that that was that was that was my worst moment right there. Easily. I mean, I remember it because I wasn't didn't do that very often. But yeah, I was so pissed. I don't even know what the fuck happened, man. I was fuming though. Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, the thing that divorce has done for me, yeah. it's been challenging, but I really realized I have a complete, I have a free pass. I can do whatever I want to do. Yeah. So I could, and there is nothing that makes my kids laugh harder, like quiet laugh, but I know I can hear them. Yeah. Than my over-exaggerated cussing. Yeah. And I, Dave, I go to it all the time. I couldn't give a shit. What's she going to do? Divorce me? <laughs> So, uh, and we'll just be driving. Yeah. And there'll be somebody, you know, just driving 40 in the fast lane. Oh, fuck. And I just hear. <laughs> <laughs> when, when did you start swearing in front of him? Um, last year? Yeah, I think I moved forever, out. Forever, whenever you'd call me and you'd say, hey, the kids are in the car. Watch what you say. Yeah. Moved out President's Day weekend. I think probably President's Day. <laughs> <laughs> and they Dave I'm telling you they think it's the funniest it is funny it's great I, I we have I, I my sons and I have an incredible relationship yeah. and I will tell you honestly and you know this we already had a good relationship and I have said to them the one thing I have learned in the last two months is that I better enjoy every one of these fucking yeah. days because I said, I'm doing this for Dave and for Jake, too. Yeah, absolutely. Because I said, this is what it's about. And I said, shit like this would have made Jake laugh. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like, even today. Yeah. If he was sitting in the front seat and he heard me say, hey, listen, you little dipshit. I'm going to. And he would have loved it. He, he would have loved it. And yeah, I go, I. That's why I said, I go, I'm doing shit to make you laugh. And I go, I like to think that he's looking down over me and I'm doing shit to make him laugh. Yeah. Too. Uh, it's absolutely, I couldn't give a shit what anybody thinks. My sons and I are at Amoeba Music yeah. on Friday night at 1030 in the middle of Sunset Boulevard. We walked out of there with a Smokey Robinson CD and a Sam Cooke CD. We're cruising around Sunset Hollywood Boulevard and having a blast and laughing and living our life. And you know what? They hear it. But now, unfortunately, at some point, one of them says to the other one, you know, you keep it up. You're going to get kicked in your little nuts. And I, hey, 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 hey. It's a goddamn court hearing coming up in a couple of weeks. You better shut up. And I said to him on Sunday, when was it that um, I would yell at you and you stopped paying attention? And they didn't even look at me. They go, oh, we were probably about seven. I was like, God damn it. Yeah. Shit. 
Really? Yeah, Jake was great at just kind of going game. blank. Kind of going blank and just yeah. go ahead. He can say whatever you want. He just tuned you out. Did it to teachers, whatever. He just he could turn it right off. So um, there were there were a couple other things that happened. I felt like there was something. Oh, I know what I wanted to ask you. So Sean Walchev from Cali Comfort. Another guy who'd be fucking lost without me. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Really? Go ahead. Really? Let's hear this one. So Sean Walchev calls me last week. Days all run into each other. No shit. And he said, uh, he goes, hey, I want to come down and see Palais because we're naming that tri-tip sandwich after Dave. And I go, you fucking kidding me. I go, the fucking guy's never shown up for a fight night. He's been invited to everyone. It's not true. I did show up to a fight night. How many? One. One? Well, I have neighbors in the neighborhood that show up at home big time. Oh, okay. What do you yeah. want me to do? I did show up. I was there with CS. Yeah. Yeah. I like how you slide his name in there real quick. Real quick. I was um, there. So I said to him, I go, you know what this is? I go, the spoiled kid wins. I go, oh, my God. Because he cried and he stomped his foot. And he goes, well, I don't care what you say. I'm naming it after death. Good. That's I, why Sean's better than you. Yes. So I go, let me hear this shit. So he <laughs> goes, I'm going to name it the El Diablo. And he said, we're putting pepper jack and jalapeno. I go, well, I'm going to tell you one thing. That sounds really fucking good. <laughs> I'm not a pepper jack guy. I'm a, I'm a mozzarella guy, but it's okay. But pepper jack and jalapeno yeah. on that. Yeah, so, I, then, so that's exactly what I do order, though, every single time. I, I, don't, I never vary. I know. Yeah. But I said to him, I go, you know what? Hang on. I go, as much as I'm busting your balls right now, I go, you know what the fucking move is you got to move, make? I go, name that fucking thing after Jake. Yes. I go, Sean, when we were there, it's what Jake had at Canelo and uh, Canelo and Triple G. Yep. But when we were there with Jake and my kids were there, he had it that night too. And Walchev said, you know what? That's it. That's what we're doing. So... I just find it's like we were kind of like uh, McCartney and Lennon <laughs> is what I would say. Yes. Or maybe like the guys in Air Supply who wrote All, All, All Out of Love. Yes. But he said to me, okay, I'm going to do that. To the We're going to name it the Jake Palais. And I said to him sincerely, I go, that would be what Dave would want you to do. And I said right. for Rita as well. I go, Sean, that's amazing. So... I was in L.A., and he said to me, can I go see Dave? And I said, well, call him. I'm not sure that he's home, so tell me what happened. Actually, I was home. My uh, my sister was in town. What day was this? It was Saturday. Okay. No, hold on. That's a good question. Saturday Friday. was the charge Friday. Friday. Yeah, Friday. Uh, God dang, just like you said, everything kind of runs together. It was Friday night. It was Friday afternoon. My aunt was here. Um, right. My was ninety two years old. Love that. My picture. Uh, my. I swear, I thought you said I love that bitch. But you said picture. Oh, no, I love that picture. Calm out. down. I'm like, Jesus. what did you just say? So, uh, no, my ninety two year old aunt was here, and then wow. um, my sister from came in from Tennessee. Yep. My son Josh, Rita, my mom, um, and and actually my sister's boyfriend was here, and so first time I met him too. So and Josh knew, by the way, because yeah, he I told said me to he knew. Josh, he told me he knew. Yeah, he did a good job. They were going to come in here, and I said to Josh, I said, "Look, you need to know what's going on." And I said, "Did we do the right thing?" I checked it with him. He goes, "Fuck, hundred percent yeah. done." So uh, the only guys that knew were me, Sean, and Josh. 
Yeah. So he calls me and says, can I come on by? I have uh, something for you. And I said, I go, look, my aunt's in town. We never see her. But I said, you're welcome to come by. And he goes, all right, I'm going to come by. I won't take long. So he comes in and he comes in, you know, obviously just like Sean does. And he gives yeah. you a hug and he's, ha- he's holding a bag. I didn't even look towards the bag. And um, he he obviously says, hey, I got something for you. I want to show you. He showed me first before he showed Rita. And he showed me in the kitchen. Everyone else is in the in the dining room, uh, living room area. And man, I, tears immediately came down my face. Yeah, you know, it was it was awesome. So I show Rita, and she couldn't even hold it together. I mean, she had to like leave the room for a long time. Yeah, it was it was really it was that emotional of a deal that he, that he would take the time to remember Jake that way was 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 awesome. And it, you guys nailed it. I mean, there's nothing more important. I mean, I hope people do go in and give Sean the business and order the sandwich and take pictures yeah. that they ordered it and. I mean, the world. It's just, it's a Sandwiches way, our, our son's gone. So it's a way of, uh, of, of basically his memory keeps going. And it was, it was really cool. It was, it was an awesome gesture by, by him. And, and, you know, people freak out that Sean still reached for the Chargers, which is nuts. The food is fantastic. The guy's such a good guy. You guys don't know so many things. 75% of the stuff this guy does that makes his community better. So fuck you guys if you're upset that he roots for Antonio Gates and Phillip Rivers. Yeah. He, he's the best, man. He's yeah. just the best, and what makes it great is I can say shit like he'd be lost without me, <laughs> which is still true. <laughs> but when he did that, it that's awesome. done for the right reason. Yeah, it's no, done it because really it's. Cool. I I hope nobody goes through any of the things that have happened in 2018, including more recent shit that stays off the air. But but what you find is that your friends keep you up. Yeah, your friends keep you up, and and Dave, uh, for me, Walchef has been front and center this entire year for me. Yeah, and and he is just a guy. There's no ulterior motive. He just said, you know what, Dave, I really dug him. I yeah. liked him, and uh, I miss him. And I would like to do this for your family, and that's it. And in, it's just a nice thing. In the end, Jake trusted very few people. Yeah, I, I don't say that's where he was. He yeah, was a agree. guy that didn't leave the house a lot and trusted very few people, and. Um, he loved Sean. He loved you. I mean, yeah. th- that the time that you guys took him out for that night was because I was out of town and Rita right. and Josh were out of town with me. So the fact that you took time to come pick him up, because otherwise he would have never left the house. If you would have said, Jake, yeah. just meet me there, he would have never no. shown up. It w- literally took you coming down here to pick him up and make him go. And then he had a great time. Super you know? fun. He had a great time. And so that was it, man. As we got closer to Christmas, it was it was a disaster. I'll be honest with you. It was, it was crazy. I, I think I would do a pretty good job holding my emotions in, in check where i try not to to have a breakdown in front of people yeah the last two weeks at work were a nightmare like i i have uh where i sit i have kind of i have a uh, a desk that's the size of like two desks and i have a wall and i'm thinking not many people could see me but you, you, you could see them breaking down yeah fuck. and it sucked i couldn't control it it just was so frustrating not being able to control what was going on you know and then you know josh would say to me hey you crying and i, I was like that was an hour ago because you could see it in your face you know but man just just anything just reminds you of jake at this point and as you get closer to the holidays and it was it was it was really bad man i mean it was it was it was terrible everything was terrible i was, I was so glad that the 25th had passed and for Rita and I and everything was was it, was it was brutal. Yesterday was one of the worst days of my life, I'd say. Because does everything Dave my guess would be, and what was funny about it, if the, if, if there's nothing positive that comes out of it, but for me, not being at the house on Christmas yeah. Eve for the first time, I told you it was my own choice, um, and then 
you know, being there for Christmas Day and then leaving. The thing that I took away from both of those days was I said, you know what? I have the opportunity to be with him. So I'm sure yep. as fuck ain't going to be a pussy Smart. and bitch about not being there on Christmas Eve. Right. Yep. It, it really did remind me. I don't know that at this point I would have felt sorry for myself, but it, it reminded me don't yeah. like, like see the big picture. And so, but I was thinking a lot about you as a parent and thinking about Jake as a son. And I was wondering as you were going through those days, and I think I know the answer to this, my guess would be that the flashback isn't to Jake as a 19-year-old or an 18-year-old. The flashback is to Jake as a 5-year-old, as yeah. a 6-year-old, in pajamas for yep. Christmas Eve and coming down. Yeah, And that's the kind of shit that... You know, I, I have a friend, and I, I posted some pictures, because I have a friend who does photography, really, really cool person, who said, yeah, I'm just kind of a novice, but I, I like it. Yeah. And they sent me some, and I looked at them, I go, these are really good. And again, kind of like Jack Idas, they're like, shut up. <laughs> so I put them on social media where, where other people liked it. But they sent me a picture, Dave, and it's of two boys. And it's a picture in black and white, and they just titled it Brothers. One appears to be probably seven. The other appears to be five. In yep. front of them, there's a balloon, like an oversized balloon. And my sons are at the age right now where balloons don't matter anymore. Yeah. But they used to be really important. And these two boys are looking over the ledge of this fountain, similar to the fountain that you would see in Balboa Park, and you just, as a parent of sons, you know what is running through their mind. Trouble. Is there a quarter in there that I can steal? Can I throw <laughs> this little fucker in this pool without mom seeing it? Right? Can I drink this water? Can I do whatever else? And I looked at that picture for any of us that have sons, and it just registered because all of a sudden they go from being little boys to boys. Yeah. And it changes. The game changes. And I just was thinking, I go, fuck, man, that's because for me, Dave, I was thinking about him and I wasn't thinking about him, even though in 2018, I'm sincere when I say he went from being your son to being my friend. Yeah. Um, I remembered just those guys at that time. And it just well, you remember you saw Jake grow up. I mean, you're talking about the totally. ESPN 800 show. I mean, how many times every day running right in He's walking in the door since you no know, kindergarten. You right. Know? So, yeah, that's why I posted. I posted three pictures yesterday. Oh, fuck. And yeah, there there are ones where he's little, you know, with his mom, and you just go. That picture with his mom is a gr is, is a great picture, you know. Yeah. And Rita, that's one thing. Is I was saying this to my sister. I said, you know, one thing with Jake and I, we always had sports. We were with each other right. every day. My wife and him didn't have that. My wife had those moments of remembering the hugs. You know, Jake was yeah. always the one to come up and grab you from behind and give you a hug and just you know kiss you on the cheek and he'd just hold on to you because he couldn't get away from it. And so he just thought it was funny that he knew you weren't going anywhere. Yeah, you're done. You know, so you're going to accept you. it and hug him back. But it was those moments. So I, I, what I got her as a gift for Christmas, I took three pictures that I found of her hugging him mm -hmm. and him hugging her. And then um, I got her a, a necklace with, a, with an angel on it, which was important to her. And she broke down. You know, I, yeah. knew, I knew it would be a tough day for her. But that's, those were the moments that she's trying to hold on to, you know? You know, uh, yeah, it's funny, man. It's, it's funny how changes – and it's funny how, uh, I don't know, like I think this impacted. And 
kind of along the lines of what you were saying, I, I was at a point where my ex-wife bought everything. And there's a funny, goddamn, there's the funniest thing that travels around social media. And every dad will get this. And it's basically written from the kid's perspective on the 23rd of December, the 24th. Yeah. And he said, I can't wait until tomorrow when I open that present labeled from mom and dad and dad doesn't have a fucking clue what's in the box. <laughs> and uh, and you go, yeah, man, that's that's been me for 10 years. Well, this year it was different. And so what I did was instead of just gift cards, um, I found this company online, no ad for them. But I found this company, and what I could do was I could upload a handful of pictures, and they would make a fleece blanket. And I was saying, when we drive around L.A., my sons fall asleep quick, and there's been, like, one big blanket in the back that kind of fight over it. And I didn't know if they would be into a blanket that had pictures of themselves on it, right, as a boy. But they were pictures from different road trips that we had done from different ages all pictures that and i only say this because i was going to hold it over their head but they were all pictures that i had taken and had meant a lot to me and i gave it to them and to their credit they dug it they're like whoa that's pretty cool like look at all that thing but the funniest i shouldn't say funny but the reaction that was probably the most surprising to me was I got one for my mom, too. Cool. And that I is gave really it, cool. And I gave it to her, and she immediately broke down crying. Yeah. And I think, Dave, what the Jake's passing has done, the impact that it has had on every one of us that knew him or knew you and loved the Palais, is it reminds you to appreciate every fucking day. Like, his legacy will be big. It's going to be bigger in 2019 because of what we have planned with Jake's projects. Sean started it in the wonderful way that he did it. But I just hope that you guys, in the smallest way, can take a little comfort knowing that it's taught us, it's reminded us that life is... We're playing this game at somebody else's rules. We don't set the time frame. The game, it's kind of like extra time in soccer. They just fucking tell you, hey, game's over, and the game's over. And what it's done is reminded us, appreciate these little moments. Their mom got a puzzle of those same pictures. We got blankets. Yeah. She got a puzzle. I don't live with there anymore. Yeah, 8,000 pieces. Yeah, let fucking, uh, yeah. <laughs> let fucking That's Javon cool. McGee buy her a fucking blanket. I'm not doing that shit. But, um, but you know, when my mom started crying, I was like, whoa, thanks, Buzzkiller. Next time I'll get you a fucking subscription to San Diego Magazine. Uh, your mom's whatever. great, man. I, you don't even realize how, mo how great your mom has been to us. Yeah. yeah I mean, I'm, I don't even know if you're aware. I'm sure she doesn't even share with you uh, no, but how great she's been to our family. She uh, she loves you guys like you're her own kids. Yeah, and I, can, I think we can when, we feel it. Yeah. And when she saw it, I think it just reminds everybody as a parent or a grandparent. Yeah, man. Enjoy every minute. So I, you I, know, just, I don't want to cut you off. But no, I, you're no good. I'll forget what I'm going to say. What you say in this, and you hear, you hear this saying all the time is people get older, is life short yeah let me tell you you realize quickly not only is it how short it is and it, don't freak out when i say that don't take this as depression it, so much of it is meaningless 
You yeah. know what I mean? The, what you think is important really isn't that important. So yeah, kind of when you talk about the Jake's projects and the stuff you and I have been trying to do with charities, you're like, why would you want to go through life being a dick? Yeah. You know? I mean, it's so fucking short. Whatever people are going to remember you as or how you made them feel, why would you want to be remembered as? I'm, that's the guy that made me feel like an asshole. You yeah. Know? But why, why, why can't you just be a good guy? Yeah. And enjoy the people in your life. Yeah. Like uh, Kaplan did it perfectly a couple of weeks ago. Where you said, you know, man, I'm just at a point on social media where I'm just not going to do it anymore. And guys that hide behind an alias yeah, and don't have a picture attached and they start talking shit, I'm just going to mute you. I'm going to mute you or block you. Why the fuck? Why do I need you in my life? Yeah. Why do I give a shit what you think? You're some fucking moron. And you go, yeah, you know what? That's it. Fuck it. I don't, yeah. I don't need to listen to any of you. I really don't. And there's, we're really lucky. Which is funny because you think that this show, the way it's been and the way we continue to push buttons and dick around, you would think it would invite so many more assholes in. No. It really hasn't. Not God at all. God bless all of you that understand it's it's just bullshit, right? It's just all bullshit. It's just two idiots. And and it's actually had the, the reverse effect where you guys have been so incredibly supportive Um. I just it's it's very mind numbing to think how fortunate we've been for Absolutely. people that have been incredibly nice to us. Where yeah, and and not to sit there and drain out the how twenty eighteen's gone, but I, I dropped CS's name a second ago. Yeah. It's hard to believe it was the same year. You know, that's how the year well, yeah, I mean I the mean, year started January first with your father's yeah. passing, my divorce. Uh January thirteenth, I was in a major car accident with my sons, totaled my car. Took up all day. I got home and CS had passed away that night. Yeah. That was all by the 13th of January. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I just, uh, I, I'm I'm looking forward to 2019. We got a, a crazy thing. I'll, just to change it up and we'll make this real short. Right, I do have another Christmas thing I want to ask oh, you. Oh, do that first. I want to ask you, what was either the, the, the best gift you got or the best gift you gave away? Was, was it the, the blankets is what you thought was the most meaningful one? Yeah, and you know what? And so I joked about their mom. Their mom actually is getting the nicest one. She's getting a woven blanket. We got, the guys and I got fleece blankets that have the images done. But I got her, um, I got her a woven blanket yeah. with the pictures in there. And the reason I did that was she has been um, incredibly generous with giving up her time with them on weekends for me. Um, She had days off around Christmas Eve. She's a mom. She wants to watch Elf and all those crazy movies. She sacrificed all that for me. And so what I did was I got her a woven blanket, which will show up in a couple of days. I got a Christmas card, right? A blank Christmas card. And I said, hey, write something nice to your mom. My son, Cade, takes the lower inch in the bottom right corner of a blank card. Merry Christmas and happy 2019. Love, Cade Dotseth. And I go, I'm not giving this to fucking Barbara Lee Edwards. I'm giving it to your mom. Fuck you doing here, kid? I go, but hey, you know what? Just jam everything you can. Into the lower right-hand corner, yeah. and I'll, uh, you know, maybe I'll just paint a Thomas Kincaid Christmas scene here on the blank fucking canvas. For Christ's sake, you had one job, shit. 
Tell him that, uh, I give it to his brother. So, you tell him there aren't eight of you? Just yeah, because there's two of you. And his brother writes in this penmanship where every letter is about five inches tall. Love that kid. And I go, I go, I tell you what, man, for a guy in second grade, your penmanship's pretty good. For a guy in sixth grade, it's a fucking wreck. Jesus. You just, you just take it and crumple it into a big ball and say, let's do this again. No, they're dying. It's great because I'm just trash talking both of them. I go, God damn it. This is the, I go, what was I thinking? Letting you two have this. And they love it because I just, <laughs> I rip them to shreds. But what I did was I printed out a picture of the blanket because yeah. the screen printed ones showed up immediately. Yeah. The woven ones will show up. Uh, they should be here probably by Thursday. Yeah. And I wrote, they wrote it. And what I said was on the nights they're gone, they'll still keep you warm. There you go. And so that was it. Um, That was the gift. I felt like the coolest gift that I gave anybody. The coolest gift that I got came from her. And she went on Amazon. She gave us, this was great. She gave us a $25 Arco gift card. Okay. She gave us a $25 IHOP gift card because my son's will eat pancakes to the fucking werewolves come in. She gave me a Tecron fuel injector cleaner from Chevron, which fucking cracked me up. She gave me uh, two CDs, Springsteen on Broadway, which is great on Netflix, highly recommended, and the new Brett Young CD. Good one. Which we uh, we love. Yep. And she found on Amazon a guided tour, self-guided tour to the C- Hollywood's most. Uh, oh, that's cool. Biggest massacres. Uh, that's perfect. And I said, what? And I told her, I go, what the hell? And I go, how fucked up are we? She goes, we're all fucked up. But I thought it was really cool. It is I cool. thought it was really cool. That's right know? up your alley. Yeah, it was great. But I cracked up laughing because she fuel injector and there's that's like. Funny. Oreo bites and nutter butter. She's like, that's for these two, so they'll shut up on the drive. And uh, and it was cool. So last year, Dave, you just kind of felt like the sand had gone through the hourglass yep. on everything. And uh, and yesterday, as we taped this, it was cool. Yeah, it was cool. We got, um, we got my sons together. We got them tickets to go see the Clippers and Knicks. So they're going to go see that. And then they're going to their first concert. I think I told you that. When they were little, they loved the band Train. Yep. And on the last day of sixth grade, uh, their their first concert will be down here. And they'll see Train and the Goo Goo Dolls and have some fun. That's so really cool. We had a really nice uh, dinner. My mother-in-law came by, and she and I had a great conversation. And then you just wrapped it up, and you and you, I went on my way. It was yep. fine. Yeah, it was fine. Um. But that was it. That's cool. I got to tell you, though, one thing I got, I already told you what I got, Rita, but the one thing I got, Josh, which I was worried I wasn't going to come in. Like, I wanted this Christmas to be kind of decent for him because he's gone through a tough time, too. And so uh, your your son, Jack, would would understand what this is. But LeBron James, when he first came out, that LeBron was a Laker. Oh, yeah. LeBron shows up in Las Vegas out of nowhere for a summer league game. Uh-huh. And he's wearing those Lakers shorts that say Lakers across the front. Do you right. remember that? Yep. I saw the ones you had. Okay. Did, did you see the one? Did Josh post it? No. You, when you and I were sitting in here two weeks ago and you were showing me the shorts oh, oh, that, that you were that, getting. That was good. Yeah, fa- yeah. Finally got them. Right. So they list for 500 bucks. Right. I, I did not pay $500 for these he, shorts and I wouldn't pay listens. 500 
And so, well, he paid four eighty eight. He knows already. There's no way in hell. Anyway, I was so worried they weren't going to come in. I ordered the same set of shorts, two different companies, yeah. hoping that one of them would get here. And sure enough, six thirty Christmas Eve, man, they came Christmas in. Eve, six thirty at night, they came in, and that was far and away his favorite gift. Yeah, I. Uh, uh, it's funny. I got something Christmas Eve too from that company where we got the blankets. Yeah. Um, their mom loves putting puzzles together. Yeah. And I got her a puzzle that had pictures of the boys growing up, but um, it also had a picture of my son, Cade. Uh, there were two pictures in it that were kind of fun. It's the picture of my son, Jack, leaning over the railing, waiting for his mom and brother. And then one of the prominent pictures is my son, Cade, with the medal from his first half marathon, which just that's took really place cool. like 10 days yeah, ago. that's absolutely great. And that company got him here. But uh, I think, Dave, I just think a lot of us... Uh, and and look, man, this was the other thing that was pretty crazy. And I went, I had to run and get a couple of last minute things because I just felt like there were a couple of people that I didn't have enough for. And I went to uh, the mall in Mission Valley and this was Christmas Eve night. Yeah. And I can remember being like 19 or 20 and my brother and I would run to Mission Valley Mall or like North County malls in Carlsbad okay make my family insane but my brother and I would pull out a couple hundred bucks cash and we would just go and do all of our Christmas shopping on Christmas Eve it was great (laughs) and just checklist and make sure we had everybody and that was it when the money was gone the money was gone and I just remember how much fun that was and I hadn't been to the mall on Christmas Eve and shit 15 years but I wanted to go get a couple of things so I went to Mission Valley and uh, I just went in, grabbed a few things, and I was like, you know, it's all, it's all good. You know, I'm all right. I wasn't with them. I was, was kind of taking it all in. And I'm walking out, and right there, sitting in front, was a girl who I swear looked like a younger version of Maria Menounos. So you look at it and you go, it's a cute girl. Um sign that said hungry and I said to her I go what's up and you could tell Dave she had that look of somebody who uses and she said uh she said I just haven't eaten and I go all right I go well look what's your name and she said her name and I said okay hang here and I said how old are you and she goes I'm 24 and I go fuck right And I go, man, this is not how you're supposed to be spending Christmas Eve. So I said, hang here. I go, I don't know what's open, but don't fucking go away. And so come on, Mission Valley Mall, you swing up, and there's Jack in the Box right there. So I go in, and, you know, just like any of us would do, right? You know, burger. I'm like, fuck. No mayonnaise, no onions. Nobody wants that (laughs) shit on their burger. And, uh, and I'm surprised you didn't just drop her off at Cali Comfort and said, Sean, take care of her. <laughs> Hook her up. Um, no, I'm like, no, you don't, I didn't take, fuck man, you don't know, she's got a knife, a gun, right? You don't know what's going on. But, um, so I, I just get her some food, I come back, right? And I go, like, there's a couple of weirdos hanging around her. So she comes over, Dave, and she just starts, eating like somebody who hasn't eaten in a couple of days. And what, what did you get her? Burgers? 
Yeah, I just got her like a, a burger and a medium fry and a, a medium because you know mediums are like yeah. ninety ounce cokes and a coke. And so I just started talking with her, and she's like, "You know, when you first started talking, I thought you were a cop." I go, "Holy fuck!" I go, "Well, that's nice." I go, "I got buddies who are a cop. They're like right now dying." Yeah, Jesus Christ, he's not a cop. <laughs> but I said, "What happened?" And she said, "Her dad, at age forty six, died of an overdose." And she said she's been in and out of rehab. Um, she had been in rehab up north, and she had gotten out. And she goes, you know, I go, so are you, I go, you're still on the street, huh? And she goes, yeah. She goes, I'm just on the street. She goes, I got, there's a guy, and we have two other friends. And so I said, all right, look. I go, here's the number and the address to the Alpha Project. I go, can you get downtown? And she said, yeah. She goes, I got enough to to get on the trolley and go downtown. I said, cool. Go to the Alpha Project tomorrow and ask for this guy. I said, ask for Bob. I sent Bob a text. Look, I don't know if she's ever going to go, Dave. But it's just like one of those things where you go, fuck, man, you're 24 years old. You're 24 years old. And I have a friend of mine I was just chatting with the other day who's got kids, like so many of you do that listen to this, that are 22 and they're in school and they're doing things and they're thinking about traveling overseas and maybe they're going to, you know, study abroad and they've got their future planned out. And they're 21 or 22 and you look at me, you go, fuck, yeah. Right, Dave, I, I think about what what Josh did for his last year at Alabama where he's doing football and he's taking 30 units. Taking 30 units and he was what, 23 at that time? Yeah, 22. I think something like 22, that. 22, 23. Yeah. And, man, like I said, you look at this girl and you go, uh, cute girl, looks like Maria Menounos. It might have been Maria Menounos. Right? Yeah. But uh, my father-in-law, who's Persian, one of my favorite things that he ever did, he was at our house, and my ex-wife's an attorney. And my ex-wife starts the story with, you know, I had this girl really pretty in court. Does that make a difference? (laughs) (laughs) President of the Me Too movement. Relax. So when I shared it with her, I said, yeah, this girl is super cute. And she yells at me, does that make a difference? That's funny as fuck. But, uh, you know, Dave, it's just like I just said, man, I said, the only reason I stopped is because somebody real close to me uh, took something he shouldn't have taken by accident. And I said, I hope you make the right, make good decisions moving forward. We'll see you later. And that was it. But it's just like, you know, shit, the whole thing. So just sad, man. There's a lot of people out there where you look at and you're like, God damn, let's yeah. just, let's put a bow on 2018 and get ready for 2019. Exactly. I want, I want to mention uh, our sponsors, but stay tuned because I want to bring up something about the Padres that I want to see if you agree with me or disagree with me. All right. I got pa- Padre in a UFC note okay. and then we'll be done. All right, I want to mention that Alan Taylor, of course, Taylor May Pools. Alan Taylor, you know what he does. He's not only a fantastic person, but he's great at what he does as far as the pool business. 20 years in San Diego. Taylor May Pools, the only place to go for new construction on commercial or residential, full remodels on commercial and residential, and new equipment and repairs, pool resurfacing, insulation. We talk about this all the time. You make your backyard a staycation with the perfect pool, the grotto, the waterfalls, everything you possibly want in that dream pool. Alan Taylor, Taylor May Pools. His number is 619 449 4452. 619 
449-4452. Boy, Dave, I, I was there in L.A., stayed at an amazing hotel. Really was fun. Everything you could want. Big, comfortable room, beautiful TV. Breakfast buffet was great. Central. And you go downstairs, you're like, this is the most fucking ugly pool I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, holy shit, is this pool horse shit. And I thought, my man, TMP. Like Elvis used to say, TCB with yes. TMP. I'm like, he needs a tailor-made pool right here. And if that's the way you feel, where you look at it and you go, you know what? My house is great. I've got a wonderful wife who builds all the Christmas presents every year, but my pool is horse shit. Or in the back, I've got this stupid bocce ball court. Who Nobody plays bocce ball, okay? <laughs> Let's get rid of it. Let's get rid of that shit. Make a call to tailor-made pools. Go to our website, DaveAndJeffShow.com. On the sponsor page, you can see for yourself the incredible work that they have done for so many of your friends, and you will love it. And it changes the complete view of your house. TMP for tailor-made pools. Absolutely. Don't forget about Brian Curry. Brian Curry is the number one broker in San Diego for reasons, selling real estate all over town for 20 years. He wins a ton of awards because he's really good at what he does, and he knows the community. He knows the entire area of San Diego County. Got to call Brian Curry if you're looking to get out of your house, whether it's looking to get into something a little bit smaller or something a little bit bigger. Your dream home is just around the corner. All you have to do is call Brian Curry, 619-251-1588, 619-251-1588. He's also your guy for property management. If you need someone to manage your property, call Brian Curry. Yeah, fantastic. As I sit there, you know, Dave, I had the best time driving around Inglewood. I drove around Inglewood, and really what I said to my sons is, I think if we're going to find a neighborhood, we're going to drive through here about 1.30 at night in the morning. <laughs> and it was so great because a lot of the police sirens, I felt like were tuned to play Jingle Bells, yes. Baby Come Home. And it really got you going. As you saw them doing a search and seizure, you go, God, this is fucking great. Really fucking great. But if you... Live life a little less on the edge than the dots of the boys. Maybe something like Carmel Valley. Huh? You want to hang out there? You and Joe Hayes? Go ahead. Go fucking ahead. <laughs> Joe Hayes lives down the street <laughs> over here. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. It's best Joe Hayes' house every night you come this way. Do I really? Yeah, Joe, honestly, Joe lives just down the block. Love him. It's my boy. <laughs> if, uh, well, Hitman's not moving to Inglewood. Bullshit. Bullshit. He's not doing any of that. Joe lives life in a bubble. But if you <laughs> want to live your life in a bubble, or if you want to live life on the edge where you go, hey, you know what's cool about listening to the scanner? Everything's going on directly right here in my apartment complex. <laughs> Brian Curry can help you out. Same advice as before. Website, DaveAndJeffShow.com. And uh, click on the sponsor page and you'll get all the details you need for BC. Don't forget about Daniel Tyler, Superior Fence Company, the perfect fence for your perfect property. Daniel Tyler is your guy, whether it's around your pool, your house, you want to make sure the front looks great with those iron gates, the sides to your backyard, absolutely great as well. Don't forget about Superior Fence Company, been in business for 13 years, and they specialize in the North County, but Daniel Tyler Gall over San Diego County just for you, 760-745-4846. Daniel's number again, 760-745-4846. Man, you'll see it now. All of a sudden, it's like that uh, when you drive around the neighborhood, it's like that uh, clickbait that we all hit celebrities without makeup. And yep. we start going through and you see all those pictures. You're like, my God, what happened to Candace Bergen? <laughs> now, all of a sudden, your neighborhood looks like celebrities without makeup because all the Santas are coming down. 
all the snowmen are coming down. All the inflatable Missy Martinez are coming down. <laughs> and now you have to be reminded that, holy cow, is my fence look horse shit. <laughs> it looks horse shit. Looks like uh, sometimes when you see those people's skin, and as my dad used to say, it looked like their face caught fire and somebody put it out with a track shoe. It's the way people describe your fence. Well, it doesn't have to be that way anymore. I don't know why you don't goddamn listen to me. I've told you Dan Tyler will do it. You sit there on your thumb all day going, I don't know what I'm going to do about this fence. Well, I'll tell you what, and pay fucking attention. I'm going to be really, really less nice in 2019 giving you this message. <laughs> In 2019, I changed from Donnie Osmond to Donnie Wahlberg. Get ready. <laughs> Get ready. All right, speaking of getting ready, you want a brand new website? Yeah. Kyle Fluger's your guy. He does a great job. Kyle's your guy for your business. If you're starting up a business or you have a website already with your business, but it's just not getting the hits it deserves, call Kyle, 619-500-6621, 619 Yeah, fantastic. Friend of mine today, and you know what was great, uh, Kyle, I sure appreciate it. That friend of mine who's a photographer and really does outstanding work, I uh, appreciate Kyle saying, hey, when they're ready, let me know, and I'll be happy to do whatever they need to get it going. That's the thing. I think so many of you have different things. Maybe it's a small business. Maybe it's just something where you want to post your art, and you go, you know what, I'd like to have a website. The only ones who know about it would be my family, my friends. Maybe it's a business but you don't really know the steps to take. If you remember what our website looked like a year ago versus what it looks like now with more stuff coming in the new year, it is a complete difference and full credit for that goes to Kyle. What an amazing job he's done. Cannot recommend him enough. And just take a look for yourself. I've already given you the website 10 times, so why not make it 11? <laughs> DaveAndJeffShow.com. All right, so here's my Padre notes for you real quick. Sure. A lot of talk with the Padres the last couple of days that there are two pitchers they're looking at. Mm -hmm. Now, on the outside, you think Corey Kluber, mm -hmm. two-time side, young award winner, started sure. his career with the Padres. I was a guy, even as I told you a week ago, I'd rather have Corey Kluber on the Dodgers than even Bryce Harper. Mm -hmm. I'm completely out on Corey Kluber. Someone pointed out to me about Kluber is not only is he going to be 33 years old, but look at the amount of innings that he has yeah. pitched. You're looking at last year, 215, before that 203, 215, 222, 235. Jesus. There's a lot of innings and pitches on this guy's arm for a guy that's nearing his mid-30s. I don't think he's the right guy. Not only is he not the right guy for the Dodgers, he's not the right guy for the Padres. And thinking, well, he'd be a guy you think is this close to winning. That's a lot of innings on an arm that you're going to pay a big contract to down the road. I don't know if Kluber's your guy, unless you're looking at him to say, we're going to grab him now. I think we can turn him for great players in the middle of the season. I don't think so. I don't think Dave. Now, look, Kevin AC wrote tonight that they are priority right now continues to be third base. That's what Kevin wrote. Um, take it or leave it. I'm sure we'll get blamed for that too. <laughs> Goddamn, David Jeff said the priority's third base. Uh, that's what the ace man wrote. Yeah. Um, I think if you're talking about making a deal, look, the guys that they were talking about moving were Margot, uh, Hedges, and maybe Renfro. But then you're looking at, this is what becomes interesting, is which prospects are you talking about moving in that deal? Now, Dave, if they're looking at moving Quantrill, right? I yep. don't know that either one of us are that high on Quantrill. I'm not. Um, 
I think we I've seen Paddock. Paddock to me is the one guy where I feel like I could talk about him because I've actually seen him pitch a couple of times. Yeah. And you go, that kid's just and talking to friends that are scouts. I mean, I, I just remember being in Monterey when that trade was made and you were telling me how everybody was freaking out on the air at thirteen sixty. Yeah. Because they gave up Fernando Rodney. And all you had to do was start looking at the guy's splits. They were insane. And I remember telling you on the phone, I'm like, fuck, I love this trade. That's right, you did. Well, it's worked out pretty well. Um, if you have a chance to get Kluber, and it's Margot, and it's Renfro, and it's Hedges, <clears throat> to me, Dave, I'm making that deal. I would, too. I'd be shocked if the Indians made that deal. But but then you go, okay, well, how deep are you going to go in the prospect? And, and again... Right, Logan Allen may be a guy that you go, shit, that kid's going to be a stuff. He may be Corey Kluber, right? Yes. I mean, you threw Kluber in the deal for Ludwig. Yep. But I have to feel like Logan White and Preller, um, Logan White's track record's pretty incredible for what he did with the Dodgers. I have to feel like they look at these guys and maybe have a better idea of what the ceiling is. I just don't know what Kluber's contract, that's what I meant to look at today, What's the contract situation for Kluber? You know what? I don't know. Uh, I, I can look that up for you. He, it's, he is outstanding. I mean, the guy's won two Cy Youngs. He's made the all-star team the 20 last. 20-game winner, 18-game yeah, winner, 17-game winner. Yes. Fuck, man. You know, Dave, I mean, I, I you understand. I'm just saying in general. I'm not making the Kluber comparison to this guy. But there are certain guys like Clemens. Oh, he's a fucking juicer. <laughs> Nolan Ryan. Others that just are able to go forever. I don't know. So Kluber's deal expires at the end of the 2020 season, okay? Okay. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. Tw 2020 season, and he doesn't make a lot of money. He signed a five-year, $38.5 million God, contract damn. in 2015. Yeah, the only challenge is, I mean, you have him in 2020, and that's kind of the first part of the window, right, where you yeah. go, this is it. I just think if you're looking at it, Dave, and you go, I I feel like we've gone as far as we can go with Margot. Um, I don't know how any of you feel about giving up Renfro. I'm split on Renfro. Um, I don't know about Hedges, right? You kind of split on it. But at some point, you got to make some kind of fucking difference. You got to do something to shake this shit up a little bit and get a little excitement in it. Would you be okay with going You go Kluber for right now for what he's going to do in the next two years? Because you aren't going to re-sign him. Kluber's going to ask because he's going to ask for over twenty million dollars. He's going to be in his mid thirties. Uh, he's going to be thirty-five, thirty-six years old, and he's going to ask for twenty something million well, dollars. Well, what I would say, Dave, is the challenge would be if he's the Corey Kluber you want him to be, he's going to ask for twenty million a year. If he's not the guy you're going to want him to be, and he asks for twelve million, you're going to be like, get this guy the fuck out of here. Yeah, we weren't going to pay Clayton Richard three million. I'm not paying your flat ass. Why is everybody blowing Clayton Richard? Uh, Just because he's a good guy, good community guy? I think they're blowing Clayton Richard, which is a funny yeah. way of putting it. I mean, Bill Center, everybody who you kind of respect as baseball guys did enough already. Yeah, but I think, Dave, there are guys that we have seen come through there. We're not down there day in and day out. I think there are guys that you remember on that team that may not have gotten a lot of credit, may not have gotten a lot of headlines, but probably did some things behind the scenes to kind of keep some fuckers on, on track, right? I, yeah, I, I, I have no idea. I, I think I, that, that to me, is the vibe that I got. The Clayton Richard did a lot as far as 
reminding younger players of how the big leagues work, of being a, a pro. And while he may not have been, uh, right, he may not have been an impact guy down the stretch, there might have been some things that he did for younger players to kind of establish uh, a role of conduct that they appreciate. Here's yes. here's the other guy I'm going to throw at you and I'll let you tell your UFC story. Sure. Marcus Stroman. You don't want Marcus Stroman. Marcus Stroman no. is horseshit. All right. Yeah. A couple years ago, Marcus Stroman was great. If you look at his numbers now, four and nine with a 5.54 ERA. No. Yeah, you don't want Marcus Stroman. No. There's a reason why he's available. Exactly. I mean, Will Myers is available. People in Atlanta are jumping up and down to get Will Myers right now. Yep. There's a reason why teams make these guys available, and David's probably the reason why the Indians make Kluber available. Is you go, uh, right? Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I mean, the pods aren't trained to tease. How come? Because they fucking think he's a difference maker. Okay. Uh, right? You look yeah. around, you go, all right, who are the guys? Hey, you know what? Let's call the Angels right now. And I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to offer him Margot. We're going to offer him Mejia the catcher. We're going to offer him uh, Logan Allen. And we're going to offer him Buddy Reed. And I think that's enough to get us Mike Trout. And they're going to say, you know what? No, it's not. Get the fuck out of here. Why? Because Mike Trout's a difference maker. Teams aren't willing to trade guys unless they're fucking done with them. That's it. Period. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Right? You look at yep. it from hockey. You go, shit. Kings stole Gretzky. Changed the way the NHL was played. NBA, you look at it and you go, fuck, the Lakers stole Kareem. Right? Changed the way the game was played. Baseball, you go, goddamn, the Padres... Got uh, uh, Mike Pagliarulo. Changed everything baseball-wise here. (laughs) Chargers made a trade for Bo Orlando. It was great. Soccer's made a trade. Got Paul Wright for Zorn Carrot. Shit was done. Gulls made a trade. Got Mark Wolf here. Fucking shit. You see where I'm going? I see where you're going. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But uh, I didn't hear Corey Kluber's. Yeah, and we got fucking Ryan Ludwig here. Yes, we got Brian Ludwig in the deal. All right, tell me about UFC story so we can get out of here. All right, one, real quick. So I don't know if you saw this with everything going on, but the UFC coming up this weekend has a huge card. Saturday night, it's 72 hours away. We have John Jones, who's been suspended for testing positive for steroids, fighting Alex Gustafson, who has trained right here in Chula Vista. He's part of Team Alliance. Fantastic guy. They fought a handful of years ago. It was an amazing fight. You go, that car, that fight by itself would be great. But then you have a dual women's championship fight between Chris Cyborg, who is an unbelievable athlete, another woman who has lived in San Diego, and she is fighting Amanda Nunez, who put Ronda Rousey into retirement. You look at these two fights, you go, holy shit, this would be one I have to get the pay-per-view yeah. for. Last Friday... John Jones, who has not been officially licensed by the state of Nevada, submits a test. They find a trace of a steroid in his sample. The state of Nevada immediately says, we're not licensing you. The state of California, on the other hand, says, "Uh, you know what? We believe what our doctors are saying, which is, There's no way if you were doing this steroid, the sample would only be this small. We believe what our doctors are saying, which this is for somehow lingering in your system from the last time you tested positive in 2017, and we're going to go ahead and give you a license. 
the UFC, Dave, did something I've never seen in my life, which is less than a week out from a fight card, took the entire fucking card and took it out of Vegas and is moving it to the yeah. forum in Los Angeles. There are people, fighters had family coming in town. There are people that came from all over the world that were coming to Vegas that had hotels and fight tickets. They're all fucked. But for any of us that live in Southern California, we had a situation today where the UFC at 3 o'clock put tickets on sale. Me and Jim Trotter got two seats to this fight. Incredible. And it cost us less than 100 bucks a ticket. We got great seats. We would be, I would say, probably... Uh, if you were watching an NFL game, I would say we're probably loge level at the 30-yard line. Okay. So that's where we are, right there in the forum. You know why I got moved to the forum? Because what Mayor Butt says about Inglewood, we get shit done. We get shit done. <laughs> Dave, I have to ask you this question. Yes. As a fight fan, did Trotter and I do the right thing buying tickets for this fight, or should we have taken the approach of, you know what, we're supporting a company that allows – Guys that have tested positive to rule the industry while other guys that have fought their entire life clean get fucked in this deal. Look, here's the deal. If Alabama wasn't playing at the exact same time, yeah. I 100% would have gone with you. Oh, I, that's the same time as Alabama. Yeah, Al right? Alabama plays Oklahoma. And the deal is, and I know it's it's not the exact same time, but for, for me and well, see it the does. game get up there. I mean, there. it starts at 3.15. Yeah. The undercard okay. starts at 3.15. The Alabama game starts at 5.00. Yeah, so shit. Here, five o'clock. The the FS1 yeah. undercard. So one of my one of my my son's friends came by the other day. He's a baseball player, a college player, and he says, "I'm going up to the forum to see this. You want to go?" And I would have gone with him just because yeah. he's been so great. He even changed his college number to my son's number for his for his oh, last shit. year. The nice. whole deal. I said I'll, I'll go, and then I realized it was the same time as Alabama, so I'm not going. But you and Trotter 100 percent did the right thing. Fuck yeah. that. It it's to Enter, me entertain us, uh, <laughs> Dave. It. I said. To, and I do like the girls fight the best, by the way. Yeah, Cyborg Nunez is going to be great. And then uh, Kat Zingano, who we met a couple of uh, my sons met, is fighting on the undercard, too. You could see that fight on Fox Sports 1, part of the card that starts at 5 o'clock. That shit's loaded. <clears throat> but I said to Jim today, I said, the pay-per-view cost you 60 If you, assuming you're going to have some friends over, right? You're going, well, we're going to yeah. do beer and we're going to get... Uh, food and everything you're probably at 75 80 we're fucking live in the building to watch john jones gustafson and see cyborg nunez yeah two of the best ufc fights i think of the year it costs us less than 100 bucks i go god damn man sorry nevada <laughs> play with it that's what i have to tell you all right well good all right uh listen godspeed to you and your family my man everybody here is thinking about you i know i, I just kind of wanted to give you this show tonight i, I know you weren't it. into it but a lot of times, just throw that anywhere. Don't worry about it. We'll cut that up in post. Uh, but hopefully, you know, getting a chance to talk about it a little bit, get some of that poison out, we'll keep it rolling. And then, uh, yeah. Uh, Sunday, we got to figure out who we're inviting down here if we're doing this thing still. All right. And if you want to do a second show, uh, I can do a second show tomorrow or Friday if you're up for either one of we'll, them. We'll, we'll think. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> I got shit going on. I got stuff to do. I got, oh, family. I got family in town. All right, Dave's important. Got I was willing to give you guys to pay for it another show. But Dave big time says no. Uh, all right, that's it. Uh, follow us on Twitter, and we'll catch you on Sunday night. All right. Catch you outside. <laughs> mm -hmm.
Constantly, I'm in love, baby. True. 